is the Go Blue Crew. Welcome to a very special edition of the Go Blue Crew, Derek. A very well-timed. I do you want to explain what's going on here? Yeah, we essentially pre-gamed for yeah. the podcast um, because we wanted to. It's January 31st, last day of January. Uh, I guess some things in life to celebrate that we don't really talk about until they're, you know, officially official. We'll get there. Um, but yeah, it just felt like it was the time to have some have some drinks before, during, maybe even after the show. I'm not going to keep drinking after, are you? No, probably not. I just sounded cooler. Yeah. No, no. It's definitely something you say to your friends. Yeah. Yeah, no, well, I'll probably... going on. Yeah. Yeah, the party will probably stop abruptly when, when we hit, uh, you know, stop on the recording, and I'll probably okay. pass out and go to bed. We were talking about Valentine's Day, which is coming up. Um, if you need a reminder, is it February 14th? Is that the day Valentine's Day is? Yeah, it is. Two weeks away, actually. But you were talking about some other days on the schedule, which I had no idea about. What are they? Uh, slap Day. Uh, what is Slap is Day? February uh, 15th. It's, you know, I'm going to slap my what? significant other. Um, <laughs> okay, what? <laughs> because I'm upset with all the, I don't know what Slap Day is, but Breakup Day <laughs> is February 21st. Basically, you go all out, you do Valentine's Day, you, you spend more money than you've ever spent on your, you know, you've been dating for four weeks, say. You spend okay. so much money on the, on the on that fourth week for Valentine's Day, and then you find out that, you know, the, the girl of your dreams is with somebody else, and yeah, breakup day is the, the 21st, so, you know, not, not all relationships last. Okay, then, no, that makes sense. I was just, I'd never heard of any of those extra days outside of Valentine's Day, the way that you apparently had. So the only I reason I know, you know, curious. in my in my job, I've been leading some student workers and uh, coming up with, you know, goofy uh, holiday, quirky things to post on social. Happened to look at the February calendar. So that's smart. That's, smart. you know, for you Would and you... I, though, I mean, do we like Valentine's Day for two married men is like, I don't know if it's like the obligation holiday or the, you know, turn and look at your spouse. Like, are we doing something tonight? Would you rather do something when it's more convenient on the weekend? Yeah. Like, it's tough because it's not, you know, it's just another day. But it's also, what, is it a national holiday? It's at least on my uh, my Apple calendar here. Um, I'll have it off of work, but only because I'm quitting my job. So. <laughs> All right, so we're talking about news. <laughs> Good. All right. Yeah, we can talk about that. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. Um. If you want I mean, to a little bit more context there, right? We don't want to just like say we're quitting and act like we're unemployed. It's not like we get paid the big dollars doing this thing. I will not be unemployed. I will be changing yeah. jobs. There we go. There we go. That's a better way to say it. Yeah. Um, but with a small gap in between. So I will I not the, be working on that day. I know the, uh, the, the listeners can't see, but where'd you go? I turned my camera off. Because okay. it was um, glitching a little bit, and okay. I couldn't hear you. And now you can hear me. Thankfully, right. you were still talking when the audio came back. Okay. 
Are you coming back? I Do I you. turn mine off? You know, this is just a little bit of insight into the background of what goes on here. Let me come back. Can you see okay, me? Yeah, I can see you. So just okay. to give everybody kind of preface this, we usually turn the recording off and just go full audio because once in a while the video, though the audio records separately and locally, uh, can make it a little choppy. So we usually turn it off and, and Tyler's like, hey, let's go video on tonight. I was like, heck yeah. Cheers to yeah. that. And I'm excited. And they just disappeared. So I was just, you know, no, because we're live, I can't, I can't do anything like about it. I had to ask. Pixels right now. You are two and a half, so I, I understand that. <laughs> to give you a little um, insight into the job transition, so I, I've got like a little bucket list of things I want to do before I transition to a new job, and one of them, crazy as it may sound, is to do like a a two-day bender because I've never done that before. But I mean like a light bender. I don't want to be passed out on the porch. I want it to be more like vacation heavy. Does that make sense? Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I almost saw you like, light up a little like bit of vacation. A, almost like a like a good old bar crawl. Like, you know, just take your time going yeah, through sorta, the motions. Yeah. You know, making sure you're... You know, just really enjoying the day thoroughly. And you know, this you just something kinda, I you start earlier and you end later than you usually do. I, I, I refuse to discuss this on air, so you can't ask me any more about it. But I have had discussions about like the most inappropriate holiday themed bar crawl. Hmm. So just some people think about it out there. Yeah. You can find some crazy answers. Um We've been talking for almost six minutes now, and we haven't said a word about Michigan basketball. Probably because there's not much decent stuff to say. But go ahead, Derek. I'll apologize. I, uh, yeah, life is busy right now. I'll have updates eventually. Um, but <laughs> that God. nine o'clock Purdue tip. You know, I talked about going. We talked about funding my trip to go. I was sad you weren't there. And, you know, it's one of those work days where time really passed by. And I looked at the clock and was like, wow, if I'm going to a game, like I'm leaving to a game in a few hours and I've got a lot of life things to do after work. And I just thought to myself, like, yeah, I ain't got time to, to go. I could not get the spouse interest, you know, mm. the 9 p.m. Purdue tip. And I was like. So I'm coach. not that committed to, to go by myself. And there was a while there where I was like, regret, regret, regret. Like, this is a really fun game. Crowd was into it. Uh, just not one that, that Michigan could, could pull out, which stinks. But, you know, I don't necessarily regret not going. The game ended, I think, at 11.18. I looked at my phone. Oh, my God. Yeah. Which means that I would have made it back with traffic probably, you know, after midnight for sure. Uh, and just... <laughs> You know, busy life, man. I, and I feel old, but I was just How like, it was a bit. Yeah, be 31 in March, but it just felt like a business decision. So you're 30. I'm 30, yeah. Okay. That's a weird way to be like, I'm 30. I like to let people know that because 30 could be like, oh, did this dude just turned 30? Or like, you know, I'm basically 31. My 30th year is coming to an end. Okay. What a great way to say that. Yeah. I thought so too, but, yeah. So okay, you decided not to go clearly, but I didn't I mean, go. Obviously, I watched it. You watched it. We messaged. I kind of blanked you Sunday. I was, you know, um, 
what I what I what I will share is we're we're selling a house. So when you when you sell yeah. getting flipped off, uh, again Wait, something the listeners who? can't see uh, oh. my counterpart. Um, okay, we're selling the house, right? So when you sell a house and you are actively living in the house, you got to just leave whenever people want to come by. Usually they give you notice. Some people are really proactive, schedule a week ahead. Like we've got one Saturday. Um, you know, we have a ton of time to plan for that one. Shall it go through? Cool. But we got one that, you know, we knew it was Sunday at noon for a while, but we talked about this before the show. Basketball's crazy, right? We could go through 10 games in a row if we think Michigan will win or lose. But when it comes to the day of a game, sometimes I couldn't tell you who they're playing, especially when forget. life is busy in the winter. So yeah. I knew that it was a Sunday game. I knew that it was an afternoon game. I didn't know it was a noon game. I get up at, you know, 930, maybe on a Sunday. Uh, and so I was like, man, I got to leave the house as soon as the Michigan game is on. You had texted a little bit, kind of blanked you because you know what? It was not a good game. <laughs> I had nothing good to say. I didn't even feel like pulling up YouTube TV on my phone. It was just, it was what you would expect. And I made this comment too. I said it would be so Michigan to beat Purdue, which they didn't, and then yeah. get blasted by Penn State. I'm pretty sure that's on record. They did uh, one of those things. And, yeah, yeah they they lost to, to Purdue uh, in a close game without Jet Howard, played really well. And then even though Jet Howard had like 30 in the first half, it seemed like, they only scored 61 on the road. And Penn State was up like almost 40 at one point, it felt like. Uh, the biggest, you know, win over Michigan ever, uh, previous was like 19 or something like that. So yeah, it, I kind of made that comment because that's the kind of season it is. We talked about it. They can beat teams and they can absolutely get obliterated by teams and they seem to play to the level of their opponent. They did so pretty well at home late at night, last Thursday against Purdue. But goodness, man, if you lose like that at Penn State. It's just like what? What are you playing for at that point? It's it's really rough to watch. I came up with two observations, which was like one: Michigan is almost fully what Jet Howard gives you. If he's not clicking offensively, you know who knows what that Penn State game could have looked like. Right, but Rather let me pause you because how how do you score seventy on Purdue then? I, I know, I know. Because I, th I, know. I think you are I think you can be 100% right, but at the same time, that doesn't make sense at all. Because when Jet Howard is playing, maybe because of the amount of attention he gets, the amount of shots he gets up, they live and die by how Jet Howard is playing in both halves. But without Jet Howard, somehow they put together a performance that was one of their better performances up there with the likes of North Carolina, of Kentucky, of Virginia, and it's just weird. How can they play with the number three team at the time, a top 20 team at the time, and the number one team, but then you play Penn State, you know, pretty much a middle-of-the-road Big Ten team this year, and you just get blasted. I'll tell you, because Hunter Dickinson against Penn State has six points. Yeah. Against Purdue, against Purdue, he's got um, 21. He stretched that defense. Against a star, early. too. Right, it's like he plays so well against uh, another good big, probably the best player of the nation, and then you play yeah. against Penn State, who should have nobody to guard him, and he he can't do anything. Well, so my my other observation, other than 
you know, against Penn State, I just thought it became so clear as it has at different times throughout the season that, you know, if Chet Howard's not giving you like a, a 25 point game or whatever, you probably don't have a shot. But the other thing is that if you give a quick double to Hunter Dickinson lately, it's like it all crumbles. The offense absolutely falls apart. Um, I I don't know if this is something they've been emphasizing in practice or whatever, but he's been trying to hit that that first cutter to the rim. A lot of times, Terrence Williams. It just hasn't worked out. It's a turnover. It feels like more than half of the time. And I know Hunter Dickinson is a guy who's like made a name for himself as not just a good big man, but a good like distributor. But I think teams have sort of cracked that. And if you throw a quick double at him and you make him panic, at least recently, it, it, it just all falls apart. And this is an offense that's not um, talented beyond belief. Like like a John Beeline offense could, could cover up some of this stuff. This offense can't do that. And when when you make Hunter Dickinson panic and make bad decisions, all of a sudden, like the whole flow of the offense is totally thrown off. So that's... I thought exactly what happened against Purdue or excuse think, me, Penn state. Yeah. 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 I think they can still hit another gear, but they're really running out of time. We're in February. We're a month away from March, which is, you know, a month and a half away from the tournament, the NCAA tournament starting. And as of now, they're, they're not an NCAA tournament team. They're not in the conversation. No, right uh, now. Hunter Dickinson is, I, I can see why people are frustrated, but, like a Jim Harbaugh being outmatched early against TCU. Like there's clip on clip on clip ball goes down to Hunter Dickinson. There are three defenders. And like you said, he panics and I don't think it's necessarily even a panic. It's just like, I don't know that that offense is equipped to what do we do if Hunter Dickinson and Jet Howard don't get theirs. Those two players can absolutely lead Michigan to any win anytime this season. I, I do think that with Jet Howard, I think Michigan has a chance to beat Purdue. Uh, it was a closer game than I thought it would be without Jet Howard. But I've said this since Juwan Howard's been around. It is an NBA style of basketball, and Michigan yeah. reminds me of a bad NBA team. Jet yeah. Howard is going to get his, and I don't want to say it like this in terms of like I think this is happening, but essentially Juwan Howard's son is going to get his. He's a going to likely be a top pick in the draft. A lot of people are really high in him on draft boards and he's going to get his every night that he's playing and the team will live and die about how many shots are falling, but he's going to take 13 to 15 shots a game, if not more. And that's not a good way. If he's on fire and Hunter Dickinson gets involved, sure. They'll beat a lot of teams, but if one of those two guys aren't involved and they can't get the support from a, a Kobe Bufkin or a Doug McDaniel or a Terrence Williams. Like, I don't know what happened, but for Hunter Dickinson to look worse again, more pressure on him. Uh, a lot of teams preparing for him. They don't want to get beat by him for a third year in a row. Terrence Williams was incredible. He was off the bench last year, but always make his first shot. Not very good in the starting role this year. Um, again, they have time to turn it around, but there's just not much to be impressed by. And that's why, yeah, they're not in the conversation of being an NCAA tournament team, and I don't care how much talent you lose of the draft. This is not a roster that you would have looked at beginning of the year and been like, I don't think they make the tournament. 
especially when you realize how good Jet Howard has become. There's no way you should have a Hunter Dickinson and a Jet Howard, two of the better players in the Big Ten, and then just not be able to be in the conversation. So de- definitely disappointing. And like I said, that's why Sunday, you know, when life is busy, it's different than football. You have, you know, handful of weeks in football. You've got an undefeated team playing for a lot, trying to win a national championship. This team is average at best. Uh, and when I look, you know, and I pull up YouTube TV when I'm away from the home and they're down, what, 25? It's like when I get <laughs> home I, and it was the second half and I got home, I was like, I almost didn't even turn on the game, dude. I was almost like, yeah. do I want to watch them not win this? And I did, of course. You know, I can't not watch. Uh, it's like that, you know, that really bad accident you're driving by. You don't want to look, but you have to. <laughs> that's a good uh, analysis, yeah. That's kind of what it feels like. And I hope they turn it around. They have a couple of games here. Uh, I think you can beat Northwestern. But again, this is a team that's won the first game and got hammered the second game. Uh, it'd be great to win, a, you know, I think like three home games in a row before traveling to a tough Wisconsin and then eventually getting a chance against, you know, an up and down Michigan state team. So there there's games on the schedule to get yourself a decent big 10 tourney seed and get yourself into the tournament. But yeah, you're down to maybe 10 opportunities. Uh, things aren't looking good so far. I, yeah, I keep like, like the broadcast mentioned, um, I think during the Penn state game, like Michigan playing in the big 10, like any team in the Big Ten, you just have opportunities. They're coming almost every game. To go get a win at Northwestern, that would not be insignificant, obviously. Uh, if you've got to win a, a, you know, a home against Ohio State, that's a, that's a good win. You get two shots at, at Indiana, including the very last game of the regular season on the road. You have another one, like you mentioned, against uh, Michigan State a road game against Rutgers. Like there are opportunities here for Michigan to kind of prove its worth and its value in, uh, in the, you know, the, the tournament picture. But I, I keep coming also back to like the problems that we observed and talked about in December. They're still there. You know, you're still having like total defensive breakdowns, not just, Oh, you know, we lost a shooter. Like, guys are running away from shooters. It's things like not being able to defend at the rim. It's things like having a sometimes elite big man in Hunter Dickinson who gets caught up in matchup nightmares on the defensive end and and just can't guard away from his position. Those things have, have come back to bite Michigan all season. And if we were talking about it in December and we're getting into February, still talking about what the heck is Michigan going to do? Not a lot of stuff has gotten better, in my opinion. It occasionally, you know, you can have a game where, like, everything's clicking, but consistently things haven't gotten better. I just don't have a lot of hope when we talk about, you know, oh, well, Michigan can get a nice win against Ohio State or Indiana versus Michigan State. I just don't have it there. I like the opportunity to, you know, go, go, you go on the road and you can kind of make up for the Penn State loss. Northwestern has beat good teams. Uh, they've lost, uh, you know, some average teams. They're not the best team in the 
in the Big Ten, but they're definitely having a reputable season. Uh, but I do like the stretch to start, you know, the, or at least the rest of February, early February. Uh, you've got like three games in five, six days uh, to be at home, uh, to, to stay put for the beginning of February after this first road trip. And the road trip isn't very far. It's only Illinois. Um, to, to be able to stay put, if you're going to lose against Northwestern, you're going to lose. But if you could put together three home wins, including against a rival uh, in Indiana, uh, I do really think that that could do a lot for the season. It could at least keep them in a position where they're floating around the bubble. But if you lose, you know, two out of the next four or more than that, I mean, you're almost guaranteed not to make the tournament. So go get yourself a, you know, a, a good Big Ten road win. Any road win at this point for Michigan would be good. Uh, take care of business at home. If you can somehow put together four wins in a row, you know, you're really changing the outcome of, of your month leading up to March. And so that's the hope. But yeah, I mean, the reality is they're coming off of losing three out of four uh, with the one win being against Minnesota, which we talked about, you know, at least you've beaten the same team twice. Makes me feel like you can, you know, play against Northwestern, though they're playing really good basketball. Uh, makes me feel like you can, you know, play well at home against Ohio State on a, you know, a Sunday game. Uh, actually, a pretty attractive game to go to. Maybe that's the one I go to since it's at a one p.m. Uh, and, and yeah, you've got Nebraska and Indiana. Uh, you know, I gotta let me check. That's well, was eighteen dollars. Is that what it says? Yeah, that's what I would do. That's just my thought, though. It's a good one. Sunday at uh, Sunday at one. You can go to um, the next one on Wednesday. Uh, that's a 6.30 tip, by the way. That's not, that's not bad. As low as $3. Maybe that's the one. Actually, you know what? We'll be celebrating a, a birthday this weekend. I think that is this weekend. So That's lovely. Yeah, maybe maybe skip out on, a, on Ohio State, watch it with some fam, and hey, maybe it's 6.30 Wednesday in Nebraska, or versus Nebraska, and I get in for... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, twelve bucks. It's like the rich rod days. <laughs> Buy a coke and get in, get in free. Whatever that promo was. I said in the last podcast because I edited it and put it up. Like you know, stay tuned for a surprise. I'm like really thinking about the rich rod days lately. I don't know why. But I, I, yeah, mentioned, I can't. Really I can't keep it out of my. Like when we're podcasting, I'm thinking like 2009 football. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where that came from. But it's like definitely weird. It came out of nowhere. Well, you know, last week I maybe did the pre-gaming by myself. <laughs> I so heard, that's, yeah. That's that's probably what happened last that's week. That's what hey, I caught to, on to. <laughs> to 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 shift gears. What Please. about the report today that Jim Harbaugh like sleep with an eye open? Jim Harbaugh in Denver sleep with an eye open, and then all of a sudden it's like Sean Payton coaching, you know, the Denver Broncos. Like, what's the what is the point of the if the pro what is a pro football focus? What's that place called? Did you see that tweet? Yeah. I don't know if I know what you're talking about exactly. Um, I'm gonna try to pull it up. So, you know, pull Can I give you my thought though while you're pulling that up? 
Well, yeah, I, go ahead. Cause I, I just think I have a, well, I have a question. Give me your thought. And then I have a specific question. My thought is, um, Jim Harbaugh's not the coach at Michigan until he like coaches the first game. Like in my head, that's how it's going to be. I don't give a damn. I almost said another word, but I think that's what keeps this PG thirteen at least. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep the you know we're we're good to pregame. We'll keep the keep the explicit tag off while we can. <laughs> I don't give a damn what Jim Harbaugh has said about I'm committed to Michigan. I the dude wants to coach in the NFL, and even though he comes out and it seemingly says I'm here at Michigan for another season. He did not say, I'm, I'm turning my back to the NFL and I'm focusing on Michigan. He didn't say that. Right. We'd and have so to see an when, extension. We'd have to see a lot of things. And still, it probably it, wouldn't be the case. I know there's an NCAA invest, investigation, which is, you know, throwing a wrench into things. But point blank, like, the dude wants to coach in the NFL, or he's at least had that interest. And it's not to say he's got a bad situation at Michigan, but we can't, as like a fan base, act surprised every time his name gets brought up in a report, and we can't write it off as like, oh, you know, this is the work of Michigan's enemies doing something against you. That's not what it is. Like, it's just genuine interest, and if we accept it, I think we'll be better for it instead of being in total denial. So that's exactly where I'm at. Where I want to take this is you are pro football talk, you got a million and eight followers. I'm not saying you're the most reputable national football. They, they did start Aiden Hutchinson for Heisman. Yeah, they did. They, they, yep. did. they did, didn't they? <laughs> um, let me just read the bio, though. We covered the NFL with honesty, candor, authenticity, and transparency in order to enhance fan enjoyment and understanding. Yeah, they've already updated their 2023 football talk LLC because they're you know they're really on 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 the you know on par with staying up to date. But <laughs> just literally an hour, maybe minutes before the Sean Payton like really this is moving fast reports that the Saints and the Broncos would figure out the compensation around this, they come out with a tweet. That essentially says, well, let me just scroll to it. I lost it. Um, it's just like. How'd you my, lose it? Because I, I clicked on their profile to read the bio because <laughs> I was really, I saw the bio and I was really like, really? Okay. Like, this is this is what they're going with here. But don't worry, it was eight hours ago, so I'll be able to, yeah. I'll be able to find it. But would you what work, I, would you do social media for Pro Football Focus? I mean, if it's like a full-time job and pays well, then maybe. I'd do anything. Full-time pays well. Right. That's true. I mean, I think the podcasting life has gotten much better since the volunteer days at uh, V-Sportal. V-Sportal. <laughs> still not paid like we want to be paid. Um, no. So here's the tweet. Something I was told this morning about the lingering possibility of Jim Harbaugh to Denver. Sleep with one eye open on that one. So this is a this is a you know again I just said they they want transparency they cover the NFL they want to be viewed as legit and I don't know who this guy mm-hmm. is maybe Mike Florio he's in the cover photo um, and writing a book but like what 
what are you doing and how bad are your sources? If that's the information that you're sending out right before a Sean Payton, you know, verbal deal takes place. Like, are you just trying to get clicks at that point? Or isn't that what most you know, people we, are doing? Right. But like that just seems like, and no one bought it from the Michigan side, at least in Michigan Twitter. But like, yeah. there's no better way to make yourself seem like you don't know what you're talking about than the timing of what happened today. <laughs> and that's all. That's my only thought is like, you know, be better. Like, what 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 are we doing? Uh, yeah, hashtag be better. So now him um, and his source, and luckily people don't name their sources, look like idiots. No, they do. And I think that's part of the, I mean, it's almost like, like the win some, lose some mentality, which I think is not right for, I mean, like being in capital J journalism, it can't be a win some, lose some mentality. Like you can't be like, oh shoot, we got that one wrong. We'll get them next time. Like you have to get it right every time. You have to be confident in what you're saying. And I don't know. I can't speak about what happens in the the upper echelons of sports media, but it just it truly seems like there's a, less of an emphasis on like being right as opposed to being provocative with maybe the chance of being right. You have to say something within the realm of possibility, but it has to be something people are interested in. Right. So I think you're spot on, especially with journalism with a capital J, like you said, right? But here's where I'm at from like a marketing social media standpoint. How confident do you need to be to refer to sleep? Like you are (laughs) making a statement in the morning, an hour before the Sean Payton stuff, talking about sleep. Your comment was sleep with one eye open tonight, essentially. We didn't even make it to the afternoon before no. Sean Payton was, you know, going to be the Denver Broncos. Coach. So it's just like, it's so wild to me that everything that you said paired with just the ability to like make a reference to sleep, which for especially people on the West coast, hours and hours away, you know, it's hours away for me and we're recording still at seven o'clock, like sleep with one eye open, dude, I'm wide awake, been wide awake. And all you did is completely miss the ball. So yeah. You know, I will not be going to pro football talk as my source for NFL news moving forward. Not that I will I go to it as the source of like interesting things. Hey, yeah. But when you it know, comes to like good what's, what's really happening, no, no, I don't I'll know. stay away from it. From, from a marketing perspective, though, like, what does that look like to you? Because I, I gave my perspective, but from somebody who's in a related but different field, what does it look like to you? I mean, you look at the return on investment of your tweet, even though it was wrong, you don't feel good about it. And there's a lot of things you market that you don't necessarily feel good about. But, you know, at this point on Tuesday evening, you've reached almost 700,000 people. And if you scroll through the rest of the tweets you've had during the day, I mean, it's by far, you know, one of the most engaged with tweets. So at least you marketed your brand at that point. But, you know, I kind of got, you know, I've been doing marketing long enough to where I, I do appreciate people who are honest. Uh, I just, I wouldn't feel good about that. I, I couldn't work. I couldn't send that tweet out 
knowing that it's just complete BS or maybe you didn't know it and your sources just suck and your product just sucks, which is the reality for some people. But yeah, I, I think it's a bad look. I, I think you tried, you lobbed something that maybe would have worked three days ago, uh, but you did it on a day where your source obviously sucked. You waited too long to eat it probably because you slept in. And <laughs> yeah, you, you, you dropped the ball, but hey, 700,000 people saw it. So maybe you sleep well at night and you don't need to feel the need to open one eye now because Jim Harbaugh is oh, not yeah. going to be the Denver Broncos joke. No, apparently not. Um, by the way, are you using like the new Twitter metric thing where it tells you how many people yeah, have like yeah, yeah. seen? Oh, okay. Yeah, if anything, Another... you know, for Elon Musk, probably not very accurate. No, I was going to ask you, like from a marketer's perspective again, like how much do we rely on that? I mean, it's the native platform, right? So you probably rely on it more than if you use your Hootsuite or Sprout Social. What I like is it kind of shows you what people are generally interested in. My favorite, you know, it used to be like, oh, man, you got ratioed. You got no retweets, but everybody replied. My favorite is a lot of people saw this and a lot of people did nothing with it. Uh, so you have an audience. Congratulations, but you suck. Uh, so that's my favorite part about it. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's that's how I feel. Interesting. I, I think it's uh, here's Sports Illustrated. Twenty seven minutes ago, a lot of time left. They're talking about the first meeting of the season between Kansas and Kansas State. It was a it was a thriller with a rematch. Live up to the hype. I mean, twelve thousand people have seen it, but it's got two responses, a retweet, and a like. So that's mm. not very good engagement percentage if you were to do quick math at home. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you know, I think it's interesting as a marketer. Uh, definitely look at it uh, in my professional life. Uh, in my personal time, I just kind of like to see what people are doing, how many people uh, people are reaching when they tweet, and yeah, you know, make a couple observations here and there. Okay, interesting. Before we go, um, to totally jump back to Michigan basketball here, which is like way off topic, I want to get your take on the next four games because I just like to do this to see – you know, what you think is about to come up based on what just happened at Northwestern versus Ohio State versus Nebraska versus Indiana. What is Michigan's record coming out of that? Three and one loss at home to, to Indiana. I think Michigan gets a road win. Beats so Ohio you think Michigan State, wins three in a row? Beats Nebraska, lets people, you know, kind of get excited about the possibility. And then here comes Indiana, third home game in a row, all the confidence in the world, boom, lose by 20. Um, Michigan's won three in a row once this season, and it was the first three games of the season. I know, it's, I know, I know it's ambitious, but again, <laughs> like I said, you beat Purdue, you get blown out by Penn State. You know, I lose to Purdue by five, get blown out by Penn State. So half of what I told you of win three and lose one to Indiana is true. So I'm, I'm pretty break confident up the, on that. We're gonna break up the. Thursday, Sunday monotony. I don't know if anybody else got bored of that, but it seems like a long time to wait till Thursday to watch a game. So finally, Quick turnaround you know, until Sunday too, right? Yeah, yeah. So it'll be another Thursday, Sunday coming up this week. Classic. But then Wednesday, Saturday, then a Tuesday game just out of nowhere. Back to Saturday. Let me go back and see if Michigan may not have played a Tuesday game. Michigan has not played a Tuesday game all season. Right, that's our podcast. I'm just one throwing too, that so out that's there. really gonna 
gonna mess up our schedule. But like we talked about, February fourteenth, Tuesday. That's that's date night. Ooh, that's oh, eight that's p.m. Valentine's Central Day. too. Which you know what? That means nine p.m. Holy I'm God. go blue. Knew that they were getting less views on the games that said 9 p.m. So they try to trick people and put 8 p.m. Central. Not gonna Those, work, buddy. Whatever. Um, of course, we'll we'll all make it work out as we do. Um, divorce, happy marriage doesn't quite matter to me. Derek, does it matter to you? <laughs> I'll go with happy marriage. <laughs> happy marriage okay so maybe we'll just catch the second half of that one coming back to the cheesecake factory <laughs> sound good it sounds good to me coming back from the cheesecake factory all right well we'll catch you next week breaking down god i hope two michigan wins to get them back in the even conversation of the ncaa tournament but until then derek uh enjoy the rest of your evening how about that yeah hey hey drinks keep, and the, keep the keep uh Keep them flowing if you need to, but hey, best of luck to you tonight. Yeah, I'm probably going to stop, but I think we both decided on that. But if you're out there, if you're enjoying a sip or two or whatever, keep it going. Yeah, keep it up tonight. We'll catch you next week. Take care and go blue. Go blue.